Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have a lovely lady in the car. I'm not sure she wants to remain anonymous <laughs> or not, but she deals with the beauty industry and corrective surgery and all these other things. So if you've got a tattoo that says, I love Julie, and you're married to Sally, you might want to listen in. <laughs> nice to have you here today. Thank you. So tell us, how long have you been in the industry and what does your a typical day look like for you? I've been in the industry about 14 years, but a typical day could be literally anything. We do a lot of different treatments, mostly corrective stuff, some cosmetic as well, but it depends what's in the diary when we, when we turn up. When you say corrective, what kind of corrective are we talking? So we do a lot of, like you said, tattoo removal, which is one of our most popular things, but also scar removal. Mm-hmm or scar treatments, things like that. Um, we also treat a lot of people with like very bad acne, oh, which it? can be debilitating, yeah. A lot of people have like self-confidence issues because of that, so, so it's interesting to take the patients on the journey. So starting with the acne. Yeah. So do you, I always thought if you wash your face, it just yeah. goes away. If you wash your face and exercise, <laughs> then you know it all goes away but clearly I may be mistaken I'm ready to be educated yeah I wish it was that simple for some people it is that's all you need to do and a lot of guys actually we find can just do very basic simple skincare and their their skin's fine a lot of teenagers obviously it would be hormonal but then you get a lot of sort of older middle-aged people who still have acne and in that case we'll sit them down we'll have a chat about every single thing they're doing at home, what they're using, what other treatments they might have had, and then we'll set them out on like a treatment plan. Uh And we do before and after pictures, so we can Uh see physically exactly what's happening to their skin as they go, so. And also legal purposes. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. just to make sure. Yeah, and advertising as well, yeah. Okay. So it's an interesting field. When you speak to them about their daily life, do you find mm-hmm. common trends? And, I, and I, I'm a big fan of exercising. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, I try to swim every day. Oh, that's that kind cool. of thing. Yeah. And if I swim, I'm always in a sauna and mm-hmm. a steam room as well. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people do not exercise who have acne problems? A lot of people. Uh-huh. So, yeah, lifestyle is one of the biggest things. It's not only like what products you're using. It could also be down to sugar. So we find that a lot of people that have acne have high sugar diets oh. and it causes it or it might be what they're sleeping on. Sometimes we get teenage boys who haven't changed their pillows and things like yeah. that and that can make a, a big difference just doing something like that. Yeah. So wash your, wash so your pillows. Wash your, actually, wash your pillow or wash the casing every, exactly. every week at least. Yeah. And wash your pillow every... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so you go through all of that. So you're not just like a specialist in uh, cosmetics, you're actually a specialist in lifestyle. Yeah, you end up like that, I have to say. You start off doing mainly just um, cosmetic stuff, but you find that unless you delve into the lifestyle, you can't really correct some of these problems. Yeah. They'll just be coming back and presenting the same thing each time, so Mm. yeah. I guess years of experience kind of teaches you what people are doing. Some people won't say, some people open up, and then that way you learn that could be a factor as well. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, is, this is very interesting when I think about it. So, did you want to get into this industry? Was it like a, a, a job that you just kind of fell into, or did you study hard to. Oh, I fell into it, I have to say. So, 
I ended up getting into like just general normal beauty, like cosmetic stuff, when I was 16, 17. Uh-huh. And it's because my neighbour had a beauty salon at the end of the road, so uh-huh. I used to go and work there on a Saturday. And then I realised that I had, you know, some interest in it. So I went to college, did two years there, and eventually off into the beauty industry. But, you know, you kind of progress through the ranks quite quickly, I would say. So you get onto things like laser and all of that, more advanced stuff, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find that course really helpful? No, not at all. <laughs> it was not helpful in the slightest. You learn everything on the job. It just kind of gives you the basics. Okay. Yeah. But can you do the job without having the qualifications? Mm, so that brings you on to an issue of like regulation. You could do. Oh. Because this country isn't very well regulated for the beauty industry. So you've got a lot of people who go off and do one or two day courses online even i don't know how people do online courses for a practical thing you're going to be doing in a clinic mm-hmm. but they do and then they'll go off and set up their own you know clinic or spa or something and that's when you get these things that go wrong okay so yeah we need some more regulation definitely <laughs> <laughs> okay now i hear that i hear that now you spoke about corrective surgery mm-hmm. where people have scars what kind of scars are they and can you, like I've got a hernia scar for mm-hmm, instance, mm-hmm. it's a big scar but I don't mind them a bloke mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. can always say, tell a story, yeah. tell a war story <laughs> about it, yeah someone yeah. tried to cut me and I, yeah this is how it yeah, happened, that kind of thing, yeah. but is there any scars that you can't work on and what do you actually do, what actually happens? So there are, obviously you have to manage expectations a little bit Mm -hmm. it depends on what type of scarring you have obviously if it's a really deep big big scar we may not be able to get rid of it but will definitely help to improve the look of it if you had all the money and all the time in the world you possibly could get rid of it but a lot of people don't have that to invest so we'll help them along the way as much as we can but if we can't and we know that someone else can we'll always refer on to a dermatologist or something um for example like keloid scarring oh that's when the skin grows again and again and again and And it just keeps growing if you touch that you're going to make it worse really yeah so you have to be able to identify keloid scarring and it doesn't just start off like that some of them are just flat scars and they'll stay flat for years and then they'll start growing if you do anything to it so you have to be really really careful why do you get i've seen black people with Mm. it i haven't Mm -hmm. seen anyone else culture Mm -hmm. with it race with it so why do we get that i think it's an immune response but i don't know the exact science behind keloid scarring but it's not only you know black people that do get it we do see white people that get it we see a lot of asian people that get it but it's just more common i would say yeah i need to actually have a do a bit of research and find out exactly (laughs) why you're more prone to getting it okay do you ever that job Mm -hmm. and this is a bit personal do you ever look at people and think thank god i am who i am that i don't have these (laughs) problems because i'm hearing these things and i'm thinking whoa yeah you know you must there's a lot in the industry that if you aren't in the industry, you don't know. And to us, it's it's simple stuff. But 
we have to realise that we've been taught that and we've kind of learnt along the way. Mm. Like most people, the general public aren't within mm. industries where they're taught all of these things. So mm. what might be simple to us might be a new revelation to them. Mm-hmm. You deal with a lot of social issues mm-hmm. in retrospect from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. The government obviously has its schooling system. Yeah. If you could change things in the school to mm-hmm. make your life easier when it comes to cosmetic, and I'm not talking really mm-hmm. put yourself out of business here, mm-hmm. what would that be? What subject would you bring in? Oh, or? That's a tough subject actually. Um, not too sure. I actually think it would be something completely different to what I do. Mm. It wouldn't even be anything to do with cosmetics because... Hygiene? Changing Hygiene, yeah, but those are like small things. I would, I would say they're not that that big an issue. Okay. You know, maybe someone's mum tells them change a pillowcase and that sorts the problem out. But uh-huh. it's just that maybe they haven't had anyone to say that to them. So they come to us, uh-huh. we tell them, and then the issue goes away. I'd actually say finance. Finance. <laughs> yeah. Really. I would say finance issues. Why That's, finance? Because we're not taught anything about that in the UK. Okay. We're kind of taught Pythagoras theorem and then off you go into the wide world and you have to okay. learn what a mortgage is and mm-hmm. learn what interest rates are and things. So, yeah, something completely different. That's interesting because I meant in relation to obviously the yeah. field, but you still went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something I'd still say some, yeah, I'd still say finance. Okay. Yeah, what have you learned from the industry that you wish you knew when you had started? can't solve everybody's issue that's an interesting one yeah. so how do you let that person down when you say god you're just i can't help you <laughs> yeah it's quite difficult you have to kind of gauge what people's sensitive topics might be i don't know i think over a period of time you kind of learn how to talk to people in that manner and how to divert away from something if you see that it's making them a bit uncomfortable but sometimes we have to just straight out say it's not suitable for you, you're not gonna get the result that you want, and I think this would be better for you. That's when you send it down the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then we, we've got a few different people in hospitals we can refer them to. So yeah. to the audience out there, if you get sent down the road <laughs> because you're too dirty, you haven't changed your bed sheets and you need to exercise. <laughs> Where does the future hold for you? I'm actually only going to be in the industry for about two more years hopefully okay yeah so i'm going to be i'm actually doing some more studying i went back to uni to study and i finished my degree in two years so what? i might not be within the aesthetic industry any longer would you want to get into finance definitely not no i'll leave that problem for other people to sort out <laughs> <Quite> be <crazy. laughs> yeah no not for me no so what's, can you person. tell us what the course is about what you're going to be doing so I'm studying biomedicine at the minute, so mm-hmm. it's um, kind of like the study behind medicine and drug development and mm-hmm. things like that. A lot of people do it for pre-meds, like getting onto medical courses. I don't think I'd want to do that. So I'm doing it more for data science or bioinformatics, so it's a lot more technological, I would say. Okay. Yeah. okay. Talking about medicine... Mm-hmm. I read a book, I don't read much, mm-hmm. but it's one of the few, but I've probably read three books in my life, <laughs> 46. <laughs> but this book was called The History of Medicine. Uh-huh. 
and what it done it went to the beginning of time and it looked at tribes races around the world mm. and it what they deemed is that any sickness is 70 mm. percent mental and 30 percent physical because what they looked at all these different groups of tribes and people mm. when they first someone said they're sick and they went to mm -hmm. the witch doctor or whoever mm -hmm. the first thing they did was ask them about their life mm -hmm. about what's happened in the last so many months mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing like did someone die or they broke up a relationship yeah. or all these kind of things have they changed their diet yeah. those are kind of things and that was kind of their mental that's mm -hmm. the kind of okay to see where they are because yeah. if, if their favorite dog died yeah then that's a big signal to why they're stressed out now they got yeah. headaches or what have you like that yeah. and then they said they were the last 30 percent was only physical mm -hmm. and that's where they tried to open surgery or mm. what have you or get leeches out or yeah. whatever it was whatever they were doing yeah. at that, in that time so yeah. i just thought i'd share that with you that's because, interesting yeah. because i definitely think that a lot of people's issues come from stress yeah. a I, lot of people's issues stem from some form of stress that then causes their body to work in a different way or maybe you then develop inflammation which leads to other concerns and issues so and yeah. that would also coincide with what you do yeah because yeah. what you do is first thing you deal with their lifestyle yeah that's the mental side that's of it, it yeah so you'll be an expert at this course yeah <laughs> i hope so <laughs> tell that to my professor okay yeah. Well, it's been a great interview. Thank We've you. completed half the journey already, even though we're stuck in London yeah. aftermath traffic, strike yeah. traffic. I've got one last question yeah, for you. It's the world is standing in front of you. Mm -hmm. 7.5 billion people. Mm -hmm. No pressure. Okay. And they're looking for one sentence of wisdom oh, based gosh. on your life's experience. Mm -hmm. What would that be? God, to sum it up in one sentence. Don't take life too seriously. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for that. And I <laughs> wish you well. Okay. Before we go, do you want to give a shout out to your company where people can find you? Uh, um, company, you're on IG or anything? Yeah, Is so we're one? Pulse Laser Clinic, not Pulse Light Clinic. Pulse Laser <laughs> Clinic. We're not the competitors! <laughs> we're not the competitors. <laughs> yeah, we're not a big chain. We're a private family owned um, company and we do a lot of personalised treatments. So you're, you know when you come in, you're always going to get a great treatment with us. And we're based on Wigmore Street. Okay, so, and that on IG, on social mm -hmm. media, that's this Pulse Laser... Pulse Laser Clinic. Clinic, and it will yeah. say that in those words? Yeah, No exactly. underscore, no... Okay. No, just Pulse Laser Clinic, okay. you'll find us. Well, thanks a lot for that, All right. and I wish you well. <laughs> Thank you, you too. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest...